We can think that because we know, we've heard these Gospels before, that we know them and begin to drift because we think we've had, we, the insights are already known to us, and yet Scripture has an infinite layer of meanings, one for each individual, and different depths as we peel away the surface, especially when you look at the other accounts of this particular uh, gospel, this incident, it looks as though they are, Jesus is some uh, Pied Piper that, that there's something magical about him that they immediately stop everything and walk off with him, which uh, wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. And in fact, that's not quite what happened. We know from John's gospel that Peter and Andrew were, were followers of or were interested in John the Baptist because we find them down there uh, listening to John. Andrew is fortunate, very fortuitously, hears John say, Behold the Lamb of God, as Jesus, he's present at the baptism of Jesus. Not an accident. And Andrew runs and gets Peter and the two of them, and he says, I wonder if we've seen the Messiah, which in itself is, a, is an insight from God. And they go off, and, uh, and Andrew inquires, uh, where do you stay? And Peter says, come, and you'll find out, which means come and stay, and we'll talk. And again, there's a reference to us. So when Jesus is walking along in Capernaum, now he's come there. It's not home base yet. This will become his home base. He's just simply walking along the shore. The fishermen are coming in from the night. Like I said, another gospel, they've caught nothing at this point. Uh, they fished at night with lamps, is what I'm told, and the fish would come to the light, and then they'd pull them in. But this night, uh, they caught nothing. But Jesus is walking by the shore, and it's not an accident, but it does appear to be. He looks like any other man. He, there's nothing, I always love these movies because you always wear something a little wider in the movies or glows a little bit. Think of King of Kings, you've ever seen that black and white one, that's really obvious. But in reality, Christ was every man and every woman. And, and it's in, in that sense, there's a, there's a real hint to us as, that as he was hidden among them, so he's hidden among us. In a way, nothing's changed. Uh, he was not visible as the Son of God, that, or they would never have crucified him. So he's walking along, he says, he sees Peter and Andrew. They've talked before, and Peter and Andrew have been thinking about this. You bet they were. They spend those long nights on the water waiting for the fish. They have time to think, perhaps pray. They must have been praying men, and James and John were in the same business, we know. So they, t- they obviously talked about their experience down at the Dead Sea. So when, when Jesus says, come follow me, there was a history, and Peter and Andrew were ready. And they left their nets. Now, they didn't leave it forever. This is like a novitiate. It's like being in the seminary. We don't know we're called to be priests until we're called to, uh, by, until the vocation director says, I find them worthy. And then we get ordained. Uh, you know, and it, it's the same with religious life. Uh, you're not really fully a religious until you've made solemn vows. And so, This is a trial thing because they know where their boats are and we find them back at them three years later. They've been put in, they've been given to somebody else or to their, uh, Zebedee's father is in this story. And I mean Zebedee, the father of James and John. And so what looks like a coincidence is really an opportunity. One that will never come again, no doubt. 
They had to say yes then. God had prepared them, but it was free will. They had a chance. They took it, and eventually they became apostles. At this time, they were one of many that Jesus called. And this story is, within that hiddenness, is Christ passing by. Will we recognize him in the opportunities of the day? This is, uh, there's a wonderful book by uh, Blessed, I think, what used to be Monsignor Escriba. Blessed Escriba. Uh, in Spain, a, new, a newly canonized saint called Christ is Passing By, of uh, the story of, of the sanctity of every man and woman and how we go about it in our everyday lives. We pray in church, we have our holy, we, are we do our prayers, and then we go out and meet Christ in the world and make a difference there. And this is, there's a dynamic here. Notice that the four of them are called in the midst of their life's work. They're already working. They're both, both the deacon and myself uh, worked for quite a while before we, uh, before we finally said yes one way or another. Everybody's got a unique story, and so do you. And we find people call, God calls at all stages of life. People come back to the church at many different, or enter the church at many, or find Christ somehow, many different ages. He's got a plan for each person. He may have been calling before, and we couldn't hear him. Uh, that one story that comes to mind is I was called to the hospital once, and it's the kind of thing where I, I think it was a wife called and said, my husband is dying. Would you please go to the hospital and try to convert him? <laughs> After I prayed, take me now, Lord, I decided uh, I would not. I have a routine, though. You know, I went down, and so I could actually say this, I went down and got the list, the Catholic list at the front desk, and so I was wandering around a little bit because usually you find somebody there that you know or a prisoner or something. And, uh, and I, I went up to his room, and I just made as though I were passing by, just like Jesus. And I walked in, and I said, uh, I didn't have a badge. I did have a badge around my neck. And I said, oh, I'm, you know, priest. I'm just uh, kind of making the rounds. Um, I said, how are you doing? He said, fine. And I had a little small talk with this man. I didn't say your, your wife sent me. That would have ruined everything. Uh, she, obviously, he wasn't listening to her. Uh, but I just said, may I pray with you for a moment? And he said, Father, if it makes you happy. <laughs> for a second time, I said, take me now, Lord. I hope it didn't show. It probably did. So we're praying together. It was 3 o'clock, by the way, in case any of you uh, get that. Uh, and... I'm praying with him like I always do. I'm keeping a very discreet eye to see if he's praying with me, and he was. And I thought, you phony, there's something more than meets the eye here. You know, on some level, he knew he was about to meet his maker. You know what I'm saying? And we earned whatever it is, denial or having lived a life far away from God, it's a little hard to approach. It's, you don't know what to do. So I, I left, you know, and that was it. Got a call 11 o'clock that night. I think I went to a movie or something that night. And uh, I got in. It was 11 o'clock. The light was blinking. I happened to see it. And uh, it was this man. Or somebody was caring for him, and they called. They said, I didn't know who it was. I went down. It was just right down the street here. It was him. He said, I want to go to confession. I want to receive communion. I'm dying. I thought, you're kidding it was true. And he died. 
he died in, in uh, the good graces of God. And Christ was passing by. So I didn't do anything except say yes, but Christ had come in that room. Christ was the one that wanted to see him. Uh, God forbid I shouldn't, uh, that I would not have permitted Christ to work through me. That's what priests do. But the thing is, is that he recognized Christ somehow between the visit and the end of his life, and he died that night. And it, what a grace that was. And some, some, some things never come again. I was called many, many times in the 13 years after I left the monastery, and there came a time when he would call no more, and I think I was up to it. It was one last moment. I remember it well. We all have that moment, don't we, when we met our spouse or we, we, something happened that suddenly life is different. Or I've done something for someone and we're never the same again. Somebody was telling me after Mass and how we got on this subject that I think it was one of the funerals, actually, that they'd taken care of their mother and, uh, and they said that it changed their life forever. They took care of somebody in their family took care of three different individuals in her family, and it just changed their life forever. And I said, yeah, I took care of my mother. That's one reason I became a priest. It just was so moving. Uh, it was Christ in disguise, you know, that sort of thing. And really, Christ is in disguise in our lives. He is often disguised in the sick. Uh, there's another good book to mention, and that is St. Francis de Sales, who wrote his feast day was this week, The Introduction to the Devout, the, the introduction to the devout Life. 500 years ago, he wrote this, and it's still in print. Can you believe that? There aren't very many of these. St. Teresa of Avila, of that same basic timeline, uh, is also in print. They're both really interesting. His thesis is, you don't have to be a professional to be holy. God wants everyone to be holy. He wants, and he does it through the ordinary circumstances of daily life. Yes, we follow the commandments, church teaching, our our well-formed conscience, and the, the, what seems like chance encounters which turn out to be Christ when you look in the rearview mirror. They don't look like it going forward, but you can sure tell after it's over with that God was really present in those moments that are apparently chance. This is why this gospel speaks to us, because it's a model. That every, every, every single passage we hear on Sunday has a direct application to some of you out there, and well, all of us, but some in particular, that Christ, in his hiddenness, he's deliberately hidden himself in a human body that is with a, with a thick northern Israel accent. He looks like his mother. He looks like any guy that was a carpenter. He's got, he's got, he's got working man's hands. Think about it. You know, he, he would relate to these fishermen. He had calluses on his hands. He worked with wood and stone. And he just emerged from that life into the life of preaching for which he was born. And he's walking along just like any other guy. And, but, but those four recognized him, and that made all the difference. How many times has Christ passed us by and we did not recognize him? I was behind somebody. There's so many things that came to my mind this week. You can't fit it all in. I was just behind somebody at, at um, the grocery store. Uh, there, there's a lady, the checker next to me, uh, her, her dad is a Protestant minister, and, and uh, I always get good material, but I, didn't, I, I wasn't in her line, but she made sure that she saw me, and we were chit-chatting across the thing. Anyway, the lady in front of me, uh, she didn't put the bar out, which always makes me mad. I, think, I just think that's selfish, and I wanted to tell her so, but I thought, I had my collar on, so I thought, nope. Uh, 
But I happen to, I, you know, you can't help but overhear the conversation. The lady says, oh, hello, how are you? You know, like talking to furniture, you know, this kind of thing. And it happens a lot if you notice uh, service people often aren't even acknowledged. I used to be one, believe me. And then she says this simple thing. You've all heard this. Would you like to round up, would you like to round your, your figure up for the food bank? She said, no. Christ was passing by. Do you know that that 50 cents could have been one of the best inventions that lady ever made? We all want to get in the stock market or God knows what. You know what? That's going to pass away. I don't mean a crash. I mean it's just going to pass away. We can't sit on it. It's going to go to others. But those little investments, that smile, that, that effort to listen to a relative or, or be there for somebody or the big things when somebody's ill, those are big things. But Christ is passing by, and he's always going to be in disguise, always. The last day of our lives, he'll walk beside us and explain to us everything that we, uh, every place where he was. It'll be a wonderful moment. In a way, I can't wait, and in a way, I kind of dread it because there's so many places we missed. And also, there's only one way to get there, and I want another day. Thank you very much. But the time will come, you know, when we'll walk with him. In fact, uh, incidentally, I picked the, we have a Eucharistic prayer called for various needs and occasions that can only be said during ordinary time. So I like to pull those out for you a little bit, Eucharistic prayer four and, and these. This one is entitled, Christ um, Who Went About Doing Good. And it talks about some of the ways that we do good in the world for others. And, uh, you know, he says, in it is this beautiful phrase, who always walks with us on the journey of life. And that they recognized him in the, in the breaking of the bread, which is what the Eucharist used to be called before the word Eucharist was coined. And so we, we recognize him in the hiddenness of the Eucharist. But then we go out having been nourished by the word of God in the Eucharist and recognize him in the world around us, the people and circumstances in which we're called to make a difference, and occasionally something really big comes along. And if we miss our chance, it may never come again. And sometimes it's somebody we loved that is no longer with us, and sometimes it's an opportunity that uh, Christ may offer us another one, but it won't be quite the same. That man had one last chance. You know what? Somehow... He grabbed it, and he was a very fortunate man. Uh, he received the gift of eternal life that evening, and uh, I was pleased to be part of that journey. That's why that's the greatest thing about being a priest is being with people at moments like that. You just can't beat it. And many of you Eucharistic ministers have experienced something similar, giving them the last sacrament, which is actually communion. So we just ask our Lord to open our eyes to each day, to be present in the moment more and more so that we can recognize Christ who is passing by.